0: Hey, everybody, Miyodo here. Welcome to the Open Door Podcast, where we talk about yoga, meditation, Buddhism, other spiritual paths, wellness topics, and pretty much anything else that comes to mind. Glad you're here. Hope you enjoy. Hi, everybody. Today, I wanna talk about wearing a face mask as a spiritual practice. I'm gonna try to leave politics out of this. To me, this isn't a political issue. It's simply a matter of taking care of one another. Now, here's what set me off. I was looking at Facebook, like you do, and a friend of mine from college had this meme, and it said, let me get this straight. You want me to wear a mask so you don't get sick? And then there were some cartoon drawings of people laughing. If you're laughing now, probably should stop listening because I don't think you're going to like the rest of this podcast. Because what I wanted to say was yes. Yes, I do. I want you to wear a face mask so that I don't get sick. I also want you to stop at the intersection, at the stop sign, and not T-bone me. I also want you to pay your taxes so that... The doctors that we have 20 years from now are having good laboratory equipment in their schools right now. So why does this still matter? Well, you might be thinking, why are we still talking about this, depending on where in the world you live? Well, here in the United States, the daily death toll, over the, the average over the last seven days, is 1,088 people that's a lot of people worldwide it is 7,314 It's a lot of people who are dying still from this disease and masks can help to spread the contagion so that's why we're still talking about it now a brief history lesson back in prehistory really when primitive human beings were living in caves or under trees or wherever it was that we lived We decided to form communities, and this was the beginning of what's called the social contract. But somebody needed to keep watch over the sleeping people at night because predators would be on the prowl and other groups of people who might not be as nice. So they had a guard posted, and certain things were expected of this guard. Basically, two things that I can think of don't fall asleep, and don't hurt the people who are sleeping. And the guard said, okay. And sometimes the guard did their job and sometimes they fell asleep or sometimes they stole something from someone while they were supposed to be watching over them. So the primitive humans decided we got to make some rules and the rules weren't sufficient. So the rules became laws. What's the difference? Consequences. This is the very definition of a law. It's got a consequence or a punishment attached to it. Otherwise, it's merely a suggestion. So today we still have laws. Obviously, we have a lot of laws. One of those laws is stop at the stop sign. Don't T-bone me, bro. And another one of those laws is pay your taxes. And there's all kinds of arguments over taxes, and I don't want to get into that. It's not a political issue uh, that I want to go down. It's simply a matter of I don't want the responsibility of having to keep the street in front of my house paved so I pay my taxes like I would into an insurance pool and I let the city pave my street. That's you know that's how I view it. Um, So these sorts of laws and regulations are to help us live together in a society to help us be the communal creatures that we were designed to be. In the current situation right now In a lot of places, masks are not required. They are merely suggestions. Uh, In some places, like where I live and work in Los Angeles County, they are required in many public spaces, public transportation, etc. But in neighboring San Bernardino County, that is three blocks away from where I live, masks are not required. They are just suggested. So it's up to the people to decide whether they should wear a mask in public. And again, the masks aren't just to protect us, they're to protect other people. And yes, we are our brother's keepers. God was very specific. Look it up, Genesis 4. So that's why we're having this conversation of looking at this in the context of a spiritual practice, because it gives us an opportunity to help out other people. You might be thinking, well, hasn't everybody who wants the vaccine gotten the vaccine by now? Mm, Sadly, no. Some people aren't in a position to get the vaccine for various reasons, either underlying medical conditions or they don't know where to go. They live in an area where the vaccine is scarce. There's all sorts of reasons why. But even for people who have had the vaccine, like myself, I'm less likely to get COVID, extremely unlikely to get COVID actually, If I do get COVID, it might make me a little sick, but it's not going to hospitalize me more, uh, is my understanding. It's very, very small percentage chance that I could end up in a hospital and virtually zero that I could die from it. But, and here's the but, I could still carry it and not know that I'm carrying it, cough or sneeze on someone, and now they pick it up. So. I don't want to get anybody sick. And I'm pretty sure that you don't want to get anybody sick either. That's where the spiritual side of this comes in. There are vulnerable populations out there that, even if they have received the vaccine, are still more likely to contract COVID than the vaccinated and more likely to suffer more severely from it. Some seniors over 65, depending on their general health, people with Down syndrome and chemo patients now i'm a cancer survivor so i know all about chemotherapy and it sucketh mightily Uh, i tried to stay away from people who were sick unfortunately i couldn't stay in my own home because i was too sick to get up the stairs to it so i had to stay with some other family one of those family members got sick sneezed and i ended up in the emergency room with the common cold and could have died so Chemo patients are very, very vulnerable. And yes, when we're going through chemo, we do try to stay indoors and away from anybody else, but it's not always possible. Sometimes people don't have someone to care for them and they have to go to the grocery store, et cetera. So let's just be mindful of the fact that no, not everybody can get the vaccine for whatever reason, usually health, and that they may have to leave their house and we don't want to imperil them. Why don't we want to imperil them? Well, that comes down to the Golden Rule. Actually, there are a lot of Golden Rules, and I'm going to share with you a number of them throughout history, starting with Hinduism from the Vedic tradition. And this was sometime around the 13th century before the Common Era. So that's about 3,300 years ago. Do not to others What you do not wish done to yourself. This is the whole of the teaching, heed it well. Then the next century in the twelfth century BCE, Zoroastrianism says, Human nature is only good when it does not do unto another whatever is not good for its own self. Judaism, somewhere around the tenth century, we think, again, before the Common Era. What is hateful to you, do not do to your neighbors. That is the entire Torah. The rest is commentary. Go learn it. Buddhism. These next three are all in the 6th century BCE, and I find that interesting that it's all within 100 years of one another. In Buddhism, the Buddha said, Hurt not others in ways that you yourself would find hurtful. In Jainism, it is said, in happiness and suffering, in joy and grief, regard all creatures as you would regard your own self. And in Confucianism, the last of our 6th century triad, do not do to others what you do not want done to yourself. Buddhism and Jainism both arose on in the Indian subcontinent, but Confucianism was over in China. So that's a, a, an example of a simultan- or nearly simultaneous discovery. In Christianity, in the first century of the common era, Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Islam, in the 7th century CE, no one of you is a believer until you desire for another that which you desire for yourself. And Sikhism, in the 15th century, be not estranged from another, for in every heart pervades the Lord. That's a lovely thought i think so what's the point the point is that the golden rule is pretty much universal and it's a good idea to use that as one of our starting points for our spiritual path in yoga we talk about the principle of ahimsa do no harm it is the very beginning of the eight limbs of yoga the first one is the yamas, which are our personal ethics, and there's five of those, and there's the yamas is one of the eight, and the first of the yamas is ahimsa, do no harm. So, if you are a spiritual seeker, whether you're religious or not, and you're looking for more opportunities to practice, here you go. A lot of times we think, well, I would love to go to church or temple or synagogue, but The time of the service doesn't fit with my schedule, my work, my kids' soccer, whatever, so I just don't ever seem to get over there. Or I would like to spend more time meditating, but I just don't have time. When I get up in the morning, I'm so rushed. By the time I get home after work, I'm so tired. Or I would like to read and study some religious texts, but see same excuses under meditation. So what can we do about that? Well, we can consider wearing a face mask as a form of spiritual practice. Now, use some common sense. I'm not asking you to wear it when you're in your own home by yourself. But when you're out around strangers, even if you've been vaccinated, you know what? It helps people feel safer because they don't know if you've been vaccinated. They have no idea. You're a stranger to them. And if you cough or sneeze and they're susceptible, they might be very nervous. So it's just a way of saying, hey, I care about you. You know, we're fellow travelers on this path, and I got your back. So I invite you to consider that when you're deciding whether to wear a mask when you go out or not, what benefit it might do to others with very little inconvenience to yourself.